I was um, once sat in a, at a breakfast bar in a, a hotel, actually with Dr. Collins. He may not remember this. Um, we were, um, or I was at the point of, of pitching uh, a, a book proposal um, to explore the, the spiritual dynamics of the early Methodist movement. And I was about halfway through this, this pitch uh, when the publisher just was staring at me like this in the eyes and stopped me mid-flow and asked me a haunting question. She said, do you think you're anointed? Do you remember that? That was so bizarre. It just, it just came from nowhere. I, we weren't even talking about anointing or anything. She just looked at me in the eyes and said, do you think you're anointed? Um, I have to confess that at the time, as I was, as, <laughs> lots of things were rushing through my head, but the one thing was, there's going to be no good answer to this question. Uh, because, you know, if I say yes, it's going to sound like I'm claiming too much about myself, and that somehow I'm special and uh, I'm liable to make too much of my own gifts. Um, but if I say no, then maybe I'm claiming too little about God. And denying the presence and the power of His Spirit in my life. Well, when I made the notes for this sermon, I hadn't realized I was going to be being anointed. So, you know, it would have been a bit easier if, it, if I'd have been asked the question and I could have said, yes, I've had a proper Episcopal anointing from, uh, from Bishop Sundo Kim. I'm not quite sure that's what she was after, but um, I want to make a bold claim this morning that the future of all your all y'all's ministry <laughs> and, and my ministry depends upon us being able to answer that very question and I think that our answer should be the same as Jesus the spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor he has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. You may think, surely that's Jesus, right? And there's something really quite unique about Jesus. You remember Jesus, fully divine and fully human, surely only someone like that could utter words, um, the, the words that he did. And, but that may be true. Of course, it is true that Jesus is unique. He is fully divine and fully human, just in case there's people hunting for heresies here. Um, it's, it's true. But I want to make the claim that the mission of Jesus was made possible not because of his divinity, there are certain special reasons why that makes a difference, but not the kind of uh, life that he lived and the, the mission that he exercised, nor because he was somehow a kind of superhuman, but rather because he was an ordinary human being, anointed, filled, and empowered by the Spirit. Think about it. If we go back from that claim to his baptism, we read about he, how he presented himself 
and how he went into the water and came up out of the water and the heavens are opened and the Spirit descends in the form of a dove upon him and he hears the words of the Father, this is my Son with whom I am well pleased. And under that anointing, we are told, his ministry truly uh, begins. And then that same Spirit leads him into the wilderness to come face to face with the devil who was going to tempt him with what, what temptation always is, to forget who he was and whose he was and on whom he depended moment by moment and day by day for everything that he was going to do next. And he resisted the temptations of the devil in the same power of the Spirit that he had been anointed in his baptism. He knows who he is. This is the source of his identity, the Spirit-anointed Son of God who is now set on course to fulfill his Father's mission. And in the book of Acts, after... Well, he returned, of course. I don't want to forget this. He returned from Galilee. What? Full of the Holy Spirit. I will just say, you know, um, I think in my, my, reading, my reading of the Scripture, one of the primary reasons that we might take seriously the discipline of fasting from food as well as other things is because we want to have a heart that is hungry for the Holy Spirit, a life that is utterly dependent for its sustenance and its ministry on the Holy Spirit. You want to be filled with the Holy Spirit? Fast and pray. In the book of Acts, Luke tells us that Jesus was baptized and then God anointed him with the Holy Spirit and power and that he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil because God was with him. You see, under the anointing of the Spirit, Jesus healed the sick, raised the dead, cast out demons, fed the poor and did all of those amazing things that he did under the anointing of the Spirit. He went all the way to the cross and destroyed the power of the devil once and for all as he is crucified there. We read in the Scripture, don't we, when the principalities and the powers of this work that have enslaved this world have done their absolute worst in killing the Son of God. And he is buried in, in that tomb. And the Father says, and says, No, you will not have my Son. And the Holy Spirit once again refreshes that anointing and lifts him, raises him, resurrects him, and he comes bursting out of the tomb under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And now Jesus, the anointed one, sits at the right hand of the Father and pours out his Spirit on you and me. The same Spirit that filled and empowered the life of Jesus is poured out on you and me. Just think about that. Let it sink in. For sure, Jesus is the Christ, the uniquely anointed Son of God, but equally sure, when Jesus puts His Spirit in our hearts, we become His anointed ones. Real Christians. You know the Gospel of John. 
how, John, how Jesus promised to send the Holy Spirit upon his disciples and how the Spirit would remind them of his teachings. And then sometime later, John writes to the churches and reminds them in their time, you have an anointing from the Holy One, the promised Holy Spirit, and his anointing teaches you all things. This Spirit doesn't merely remind us of what Jesus once said, but is reminding us as our guide moment by moment what the same Jesus is saying to us here and now so that we can live scripturally formed lives, empowered to fulfill His ministry in the world. And Paul tells us that the promises of God are all yes and amen in Christ. He tells us that Jesus anointed us, set His seal of ownership upon us, and put His Spirit in our hearts. Brothers and sisters, believe this. If the Spirit of the Lord is in our hearts, we are His anointed ones. He sets us apart for service. He teaches us what we have to do and gives us the power to do it. Do I think I'm anointed? Yes. Absolutely. And truly. <clears throat> Fully. But I still say it with fear and trembling. I now have a chair that I didn't ask for and I don't deserve. I'm a reluctant academic who struggles deeply with that vocation. I'm an introvert who's called to be a teacher and an evangelist, and I hate public speaking. <laughs> you may find that hard to believe. I, one of the most encouraging moments I had was when I was reading in the autobiographies of the early Methodist preachers, and one of them, who was an extremely... Uh, fruitful ministry said every time I stood up in the pulpit it felt like, feels like I'm standing up to be shot. Probably shouldn't say that. It's okay, I don't know. But that's it. Yet not I, but Christ in me. Every day I have to trust that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me and I can do all things through Him who strengthens me. You see, I think the question is not whether we are anointed, but whether we are living in the light and the fullness of that anointing. And how do we do that? I want to very briefly say three things. <laughs> living under the anointing of Jesus means remembering that you've been a set apart and sealed as a beloved child of God, remember your baptism. Ask the Spirit of Jesus to remind you of the utterly unconditional love of God. Hear Him speaking over you. You are my son, my daughter. Hear Him rejoicing over you with singing, for He delights in you no matter what. Ask the Spirit of Jesus to put a new song in your heart, the Spirit of adoption that wells up. Abba, Father, a desire to love Him back with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, a passion to love those whom He loves. Ask the Spirit of Jesus to transform you 
from the inside out, not merely for the gift of new birth, but for the power to grow in His likeness, for the fruit of His Spirit to abide, abound in love and joy and peace and patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, humility, self-control. Ask the Spirit of Jesus to set a fire down in your soul you can't contain and you can't control. A fire of love that compels you to share the gospel. A fire that will draw others to the Lord like moths to the flame. And earnestly ask Jesus to impart His greater gifts so you might share in His mission. To set people free from the powers of sin and death so that you might do the things that He did and even greater things than you. Raise the dead. Heal the sick. Cast out demons. Push back the frontiers of sin and death and hell in everything that you say and do. Under His anointing, brothers and sisters, remember your baptism. You are Spirit-anointed children of God, and all God's promises are yes and amen in Him. Living under the anointing of Jesus will also take you into the wilderness and bring you face to face with the devil. When the Spirit says, I love you, watch out. There will be another voice whispering in your ear that says, really? Take a look at yourself. You are unworthy, unlovable. Surely God can't really love or use someone like you. When the Spirit cries out within you, Abba, Father, watch out. There will be another impulse rising up. Just hold back. Don't get too close. Better to keep yourself to yourself than risk losing control. When the Spirit gets to work in your hearts, watch out. There'll be another power tempting you to settle for less than God's best. To settle for selfishness instead of love. Jealousy instead of joy. Bitterness instead of forgiveness. When the Spirit compels you to serve, watch out. There will be other desires that compete for your soul because the world has taught you that it's better to look after number one than lay your life down and suffer for doing good. When the Spirit makes you bold, watch out. There will be fears that fill your heart and steal your faith because giving in to our fears is the number one strategy of the enemy to prevent us from living in the fullness of our anointing. Brothers and sisters, resist your temptations. You are spirit, anointed children of God. James urges you, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up. We have a God who raises the dead. And He can do all things for those that love Him. He has conquered sin, the flesh, and the devil. Living under the anointing of Jesus and the fullness of His Spirit is a decision that must be renewed every day. But be sure of this, I believe it's God's design that you will be fully devoted followers of Jesus and live in the conscious anointing of His Spirit to know yourself set apart, to know what He is asking you to do moment by moment and to know that He has empowered you to do it. Brothers and sisters, we can live without fear 
because we have a God who raises the dead and the Spirit of Jesus is in us. Let Him anoint you afresh today. We can be led through the wilderness and come face to face with the devil because the Spirit of Jesus has the last word over our lives. We can live without fear because we have a God who raises the dead and His Spirit is in us. Let Him anoint us again. We can go anywhere and do anything and at any cost because the Spirit of Jesus never lets us go in time or eternity. Let Him anoint you afresh today. And let me close with the words of another early Methodist preacher. He says, seek, especially in an awards chapel, seek not so much for the art of ministry, but the anointing of ministry. I'm not saying don't seek the art. In fact, he says, you seek the art, you will please men. You seek the anointing, you will save them. Have the art. We're really, really good at that here. I pray that we'll be really good. We may have failed if we don't enable you to seek the anointing that baptizes the art with fire.